We want what we don't have. We complain about what we do have. We wish and dream we had someone else's kids or house or job, constantly striving for more, thinking that will bring us contentment. Hey friend, I'm Simi, your Christian mentor. And if you're here, that means you are ready to level up your walk with God and live the abundant life he has for you. This podcast is an invitation for you to follow me as I follow Jesus and we pursue him together. Wherever you're listening from, I'm so glad you're here. Now get ready to be challenged and encouraged. Okay, I hope you're ready because we are about to enter a season of holiday festivities, y'all. Now, I don't know about you, but I am totally team Thanksgiving. But I do have to say this as I say that when I talk about Thanksgiving, I am talking about the traditions of Thanksgiving that we celebrate in November, not the history behind it. But I think people who start celebrating Christmas and do all their decorating the day after Halloween are crazy because we cannot just rush through the amazing food and season of Thanksgiving. Now, my husband happens to be one of those crazy people who want to just rush to Christmas as soon as September is over. Ridiculous. I know. I mean, listen. I love Jesus and obviously I love celebrating the birth of Jesus and I love doing all the Christmassy stuff like seeing the lights, getting my eggnog. Now, if you are not an eggnog person, I mean, you are missing out. But if you happen to live in a place that has Brahms eggnog, you are blessed and highly favored. You better go get you some this year because it is literally the best. But I honestly like Thanksgiving more because there is no gift giving. There's just a whole lot of yummy food and togetherness. And to me, Christmas season has become just chaos. I hate shopping during this season because everyone is at every store. People are mean and rude because they're just disappointed or angry or just in a hurry. There's nowhere to park and there's lines everywhere because everyone's trying to get all the gifts. And here's the thing. We're actually supposed to be in a season of celebrating all that we have been given, right? Whether it's Thanksgiving and having a heart of gratitude for all that we have, or whether it's Christmas and celebrating God's greatest gift to us, which is Jesus, we miss the point when we are in search for more. I thought this was an American problem, a Western problem for the longest time, but I think it's actually a human problem. All of us lack contentment in life. We're never satisfied. We're constantly striving to be more and have more. So today, as we head into the holiday season, I want us to just sit on this topic of contentment. Now, it's not a word that we hear often in our culture, but it is a part of the kingdom culture, meaning it is a spiritual discipline that every follower of Jesus should cultivate in their lives. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 12 through 13, Apostle Paul writes, I know what it's to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Now, when I read that, most of you were like, I know that last verse, right? Because we have it on our wall. Some of us have it on our bodies. Philippians 4.13 is probably the most quoted and misunderstood verses 
says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. This verse is exciting and inspiring, but Paul was not talking about lifting weights, running a marathon, acing a test, or getting a promotion. Paul here is talking about learning contentment. And I love that Paul said, I have to learn the secret to contentment. That tells me that this is not a natural thing, right? Learning is a process and it takes practice. So this is a spiritual discipline. Contentment can be confusing because culture tells us that to be content is to settle for what you have. Just be happy with what you got or where you are. Settling means you got enough. You are enough. This is it. Accept that and you'll be content. Or culture will tell us that contentment is striving. More likes, more money, bigger house, hotter body, better job. That is what will make you content. But when we look at Paul's life, we don't see a settling or a striving. Paul was ambitious before Jesus and after Jesus. In the chapter right before this, he writes in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, I press on towards the goal and the purpose of Jesus, but I don't depend on myself to get me there. If I was to give you the Cliff Notes version or paraphrase Paul, we can define contentment as confident joy that comes when we are satisfied in Christ alone. So then what keeps us from confident joy? What kills contentment? I think the number one thing that kills contentment is complaining. I remember taking my kids to Disneyland one year. It's the happiest place on earth, right? Especially when you're a five-year-old. For us parents, not really the happiest place on earth. Most of us are just like hungry, sweaty, tired. But for a kid, it is definitely the happiest place on earth. And I remember we were waiting in line for something because you're always waiting in line. But I looked at my daughter, who was probably five at the time, and she did this little grunt. Like, and immediately I was like, oh, man, I know where she got that from. She got that from her mama, y'all. She got that from me. And in that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit say, yep, this is how you are. We can be like, thank you, God, for this, but I actually wanted that. I wanted it to look more like that, God, and we sit in discontentment. If we pay attention to our thoughts and our words, honestly, I think most of us are living lives of quiet discontentment every day, complaining. We want what we don't have. We complain about what we do have. We wish and dream we had someone else's kids or house or job or body. So we're stressed and frustrated. We're angry and we're jealous. And I think this is why in a successful, wealthy country like ours today, anxiety, depression, and suicide are at all time high because we are constantly striving for more, thinking that will bring us contentment. And thanks to social media, we're daily living to impress others. And friends, it is killing us. And honestly, it displays to the world around us and the people in our sphere of influence and to the next generation that Jesus is not enough. And it is the same lie that we see in the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. Satan tells humanity that God is holding out. 
that they need to get more and be more, that God isn't enough for you for this situation, that Jesus plus something is what will give you contentment. Listen, friend, contentment can never be found in anything this world offers because it can only be found in the one who made this world. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 15. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Listen, I know there are plenty of things, especially now, that we can complain about. Life is hard. But let me remind you, Paul is writing this while he is chained to a prison guard sitting in a hole in the ground for the sake of the gospel. So if anyone can complain and should complain, it's Paul. But he doesn't. He says, if you want to look like your heavenly father, stop complaining. Stop complaining about your season your spouse, stop complaining about your kids, your job, your lack, your house, your church, stop complaining. You want to shine the light of the gospel to a lost world? Stop complaining because the whole world is complaining all the time from little things to big things. So we will look radically different and shine so bright when we are consumed by confident joy that comes from being satisfied in Christ and respond with gratitude instead of complaining. Because we as children of God know that all things work together for good. We know that God has a plan for us to give us hope and a future. So we know that every rejection, pain, and difficulty are preparing something eternal and glorious in us. I remember when I was in high school, I got home and usually I got home around 2.30 and no one was home yet. But this day I got home and I heard some typing on the keyboard. So I went to the office and I looked and I see my dad sitting there typing on the computer. And I'm like, dad, what are you doing here? And he turns around and he says, I got laid off today. The company's moving and they're closing it down. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he had this big smile on his face. He said, actually, it's really great. And I literally was in that moment like, oh, my dad has lost his mind. Who do I need to call? What do I need to do? Because he has lost his mind, right? And he says to me, Simi, I was supposed to go on this mission trip to Africa and I could only go for two weeks, but now I can go for a whole month. Isn't it great? Isn't God good? That is contentment. That is confident joy that no matter what the world brings my way, Nothing can steal my joy. I am content. Friend, this is not easy. I know there are so many things, situations, and people who are constantly killing our joy. So we have to fight to be content. And no, we can. Paul says we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So let's do this. 
Well, friend, thanks for joining me today. If this show blessed you, would you take a moment to bless me back by tapping that follow button and hitting those five stars? And if you really want to bless me and you have some extra time, leave me a short review. It would mean so much and you would be helping me encourage and equip more people just like you. Also, I would love to connect with you beyond the podcast. So if you're on Instagram, send me a DM at Simi John or take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your story with your favorite takeaway and tag me. That would totally make my day. Well, friend, until next time, I am cheering you on.